This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. For years, the automotive industry has served as a beacon of America's thriving commerce industry. Now that once thriving sector is facing a global chip shortage, which has caused automakers to slow production. With supply chains sputtering along, what does that mean for manufacturers such as GHSP, a company founded in 1924 with deep roots in providing automakers some of the key components used in everyday cars? We're not able to necessarily provide the product that our customers are looking for. They're not always able to continue their production, yet the consumer is still wanting it. It's been unique in the sense that we aren't really looking for a lot of work. We're just looking to fulfill the work that we already have in terms of certainly in our auto space and the markets and companies that we service. John Major is the director of marketing at GHSP, and on this episode of Marketing Trends, he details how GHSP is reinvesting in itself by building up its marketing efforts. John also provides examples of how the company is expanding its product offerings by jumping into the appliance sector, and he details the marketing strategies they are using to build brand awareness and to target potential customers. Enjoy this episode. This message is brought to you by Salesforce. Hey marketers, today's B2B buyers are more complex than ever, and every buying committee has different needs and goals. Salesforce can help. We'll show you how to put each and every customer at the center of your B2B marketing strategy, and you'll learn how top brands like Lyft approach account-based marketing. Salesforce, market to every account, speak to every buyer. Find free B2B marketing and ABM resources at sfdc.co slash every dash buyer. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends, and today we are joined by a special guest. John, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for uh, having me, Ian. Yeah, excited to have you on the show. Excited to chat about GHSP and all the cool stuff that you're doing there and get into your background. So how'd you get started in marketing? Uh, you know, I come from a little bit more of a, of a production background. Um, grew up in the broadcast uh, television world and uh, before getting into art and design and uh, eventually making a, a turn toward traditional marketing. So spanning over 25 plus years now, it's uh, it's been kind of a uh, a long and windy road and, and one that's been really enjoyable. Yeah. And so flash forward to today, tell us a little bit about uh, your role at, at GHSP and for our listeners who don't know more about the company. Yeah. So GHSP is a, almost a, a hundred year old company located in, in uh, the uh, west uh, part of Michigan, lower peninsula of Michigan. And uh, primarily the, uh, the company has um, really uh, had its roots in the automotive industry. Uh, starting out from uh, stamping metal, that's actually what the GHSP stands for, is Grand Haven Stamp Products. The company was originally located in Grand Haven, Michigan, and uh, they stamped metal products into shifters uh, for, for automobiles. And uh, the company has really uh, made a lot of turns, a lot of innovations over the years. Um, as the auto uh, started to evolve, um, so did GHSP and, and um, some of the areas that, that really speak uh, out in, in mind in, in some of those changes is uh, changes with uh, 
the electrification of the car, getting more into electronics. Um, we uh, started seeing that change to uh, uh, move from mechanical devices and shifting to uh, uh, one that is um, you know, electronically controlled. And uh, so we started making really a lot of change into that uh, area. And, and as a matter of fact, now we employ more software engineers than mechanical engineers. And uh, all the, the big foundry type rooms of uh, stamping presses and everything are now white clean rooms and uh, where we're printing our own circuit boards and, and have actually become uh, one of the leaders in cybersecurity in the auto industry. So the company has really changed a lot over you know, almost 100 years now. And uh, more recently, we've had a shift into diversification that's even getting us into other markets. And that's really what drove the need for additional marketing. And um, and so that's really where where I came on board and started building out a marketing organization here that spans across all of our facilities globally. Yeah, and so tell us a little bit more about uh, about what you do for marketing. Who are your customers and all that? So we primarily work with all of the major OEM auto manufacturers around the globe. Um, you know, everything, of course, in the Detroit area, being a Michigan-based company, we have a lot of strong access and have worked with the main uh, Detroit auto manufacturers for the bulk of, of the, the company's life, uh, but are also into um, you know, other areas around the globe, uh, work with all of the uh, OEMs in Japan, uh, China now, and uh, in Europe as well. So, and for marketing, um, you know, we're, we're really always uh, looking to strengthen products that, that we currently have and, and expand uh, the, the, the product set with our, our current customers. Now we're starting to diversify into uh, more electronically based uh, markets that have brought us into the controls for um, high-end uh, kitchen appliances. And so what, what goes into a shift like that in marketing? I'd imagine that's a totally different, you know, demographic of, of customers and prospects. It's a different shift in, uh, in messaging, a lot of different things go into that. Yeah, there's a, a pretty significant change, um, you know, from being a traditional auto uh, tier one auto supplier, um, you know, those relationships have been built for a lot of years. And, you know, they know who we are, we know who they are, we've had longstanding good relationships, but getting into a uh, uh, a new market like uh, appliance uh, really prevented or provided some challenges that that we really had to work on, and and uh, and that was just trying to establish ourselves and, and build a brand that really wasn't known uh, to anyone in that space. And that was you know going back to just creating a marketing organization here. That was what really drove the need for that, and and um, we've spent a lot of time in the brand building of uh, of that space and in. in not only automotive, but more so into appliance now to get known and help those OEMs understand what our capabilities are and how a lot of what we do in the auto space actually has a really good relatability into the appliance space. Uh, so it's uh, it's an ongoing process that uh, has really started to show some fruit along the way. And so how do you think about campaigns? What goes into one of your marketing campaigns? Our campaigns end up being quite targeted toward the um, the markets that we're going after. We can get fairly granular in specifics within the OEM industry and auto. And then as we as we started looking more toward appliance, um, we found it somewhat similar. And we ended up uh, really structuring a lot of our campaigns to to go after specific. OEMs or manufacturers that that we wanted to work with. and And so we really started, 
uh, trying to sing, single out exactly uh, who those companies were. We started identifying uh, who the key players were in those companies. And then we started getting very, very targeted in, in some of the campaigns to try to uh, help them understand who we are and, and what we do and, and to try to open some doors into some more uh, dialogue with them. Yeah, what when when you're going through that type of of uh, of change, are you doing a lot of like testing and iterating on on initial messaging and you know testing in the market? How did you think about that? Yeah, so we actually do a lot of testing as we're entering new markets. Another area that we've been in uh, more recently and and kind of a startup for us is UBC disinfecting light and getting into a space like that, especially uh, with a pandemic that that we've been going through. Uh, making sure the products are, are working, understanding what the, the market is really looking for, providing safety aspects to it, and, and helping to educate uh, the overall uh, market and the end users has, has been something that's been uh, you know really at the forefront of, of what we've been doing. For example, uh, we're working with a company called May Mobility uh, that's based out of uh, Grand Rapids using uh, autonomous shuttle services that's uh, hopefully expanding across the country. We've been able to utilize them in a, in a pretty significant way to test a lot of our products in that space and, and generate real feedback from end users and, and getting a better understanding through uh, different surveys with them on what customers feel safe, what they're looking for, what type of uh, uh, systems that you know, they, they uh, are looking for in providing a safe, clean environment in, in uh, their vehicles. And obviously, like in the past year, sales has changed dramatically. Um, how did how did sales change for you all? How did you, uh, as director of marketing, support support the sales team? Yeah, the auto industry historically is a pretty cyclical market, and um, you know the the past year has been really interesting because you know we've gone through sections of production being shut down due to COVID. Now we're facing, you know, chip shortages and and not being able to get the the silicon we need um, to help support uh, some of our customers. But yet, demand from from the overall market, and the end consumer, has still been strong. So it, it's provided a really interesting and unique uh, you know, market right now, where we're not able to necessarily provide the product that our, our customers are looking for. They're not always able to, to continue their production, uh, yet the consumer is still wanting it. And uh, so it, it, it's been unique in the sense that we aren't really looking for a lot of work. We're just looking to fulfill the work that we already have in terms of, of certainly in our auto space and, and the markets and companies that we, that we service. So it's, it's really been a unique you know, set of circumstances that we've had to navigate to to keep things moving here and and uh, you know look for um, you know ways to support our customers. Yeah. So you mentioned some of the work that you were doing um, as you were rolling out new products and things like that. Mm-hmm. What does your process look like uh, for for those sort of things? I know this is something that's always on the top of mind of a lot for a lot of marketers is how do we. Uh, we have a new product launch coming up. Maybe it's different from something we already have. Maybe it's a different demographic. But yeah, what did, what did that process look like for you? Yeah, our launches are are kind of a an interesting aspect, and it depends on on the area that we're going into. We have uh, an innovation team that uh, we created uh, a couple of years back that are really dedicated to 
looking at newer technologies and helping to create areas that help us reach into either new markets or expand on existing ones that we're in. And they also double as helping to, to support launches uh, into some of the new products that we're uh, working on with our OEM partners. One of the things being a, more of a B2B company and, and working through longstanding relationships with the auto industry and, and the OEMs there, a lot of our launches are supported directly and they're, they're much more of a, you know, a, a strong relationship and a kind of a back and forth with, with our OEM customers. And uh, so it's, it's a little bit different than, than launching uh, maybe, you know, into a, a consumer market directly. One that we've found to work really, really well because of the strong relationships that we've built with our customers over many years. So uh, we also have a much longer uh, launch timeline that ends up spanning out uh, upwards of 18 months. So uh, it, it ends up being a, a pretty significant longer process that a lot of people in, in other markets don't experience. And what channels do you look at for for marketing um, this sort of thing? Like, are you, what are you experimenting with? Um, we're always looking for what consumers are wanting. Um, you know, if we look specifically in the auto industry and, and we look at our core product lines that primarily are shifting, and uh, as well as other. Uh, products like pumps and actuators that help control vehicles, helping us understand what consumers are comfortable with uh, to control their vehicle uh, becomes a, a big driver for us. As an example, you know, historically, you know, a, a shifter that that you you know mechanically move from park into drive and into reverse and, and, and so on. Are there other ways that that can be handled? That are more intuitive or safer, and and uh, but are there ways that the the customer is is okay with that, and 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 they feel safe with it? Um, safety is such a big aspect of of what we do, and we're looking at vehicle control. Um, so we're constantly looking at our end users that that use the the, the products and 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 buy the, the the automobiles that are that our direct customers uh, sell, and and. We're looking for that feedback as to how they, you know, receive the product and 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 really how they're, you know, comfortable or what their comfort level is with, you know, newer and different ways of of controlling the vehicle. Jumping back to to some other times in your career, you know, you've you've been in a in in various different marketing roles at, at other companies. Do you have any favorite campaigns that you ran or uh, favorite marketing initiatives that that were some of the best? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You look back on those, and um, you know, everyone is is so different. And and trying to find you know a, a favorite one, um, I think uh, one of the things that that is actually a little more recent that comes to mind is is launching a uh, inductive cooktop that we currently are are, are still working with uh, at GHSP here. The thing that was so unique about this is is basically we're we're taking a, a product that that we developed that cooks through magnetics and and uh, and and is able to heat very rapidly and very precisely, uh, but then we put it through a 55 inch OLED uh, video screen, and and so you can bring to market something that what we refer to as the, the world's most entertaining cooktop. And, and when you start thinking about all the possibilities and everything from uh, an appliance OEM being able to brand this through 
uh, video right on your cooktop. Um, the thing that was so unique about this product uh, was the engagement with end users. You could just see the excitement that people were able to bring to to you know see this product and 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 you know want it immediately. And we were able to gauge from our initial uh, launch just you know what the overall product demand is going to be. Um, we started seeing the the connection that people were having in a more personal way uh, in how they could interact with this and and really bring it into a uh, the center of their home, the the kitchen area that's becoming the center of people's homes. And uh, so it was uh, it was one that was really interesting being able to see real-time feedback through a launch and, and a campaign of, of this type of product and, and being able to see the type of excitement that we were getting right out of the gate uh, was, was pretty interesting and, and, and fun to be a part of. You know, those, those new inventions, those new type of things, um, you know, making things like uh, CES's coolest gadgets list and things like that. Like, yeah. how, like, how do you think about marketing those sort of things? Because they're so, um, I feel like we're, we're so used to seeing these uh, kind of cool new things. You see them kind of on like Instagram every day now. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of different like ways to do that, but maybe it's, it's information overload on, on how many different places, uh, to look at putting those things or using influencers or using all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's always the big challenge being able to, you know, find that that niche or that product that I think will resonate when when you're looking at a show like CES, because that's, you know, that's the place everyone goes to, to launch those products and, and tr- really try to make a, an impact. You know, we're, we're already planning out our next show at, 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 for the 2022 uh, show at, at CES. And, you know, what are we going to bring? What are we going to keep trying to one-up the, uh, you know, what we've brought in the past? And when we're looking at that, you know, that's where the advantage, I think, of, of having an innovation team that really uh, is consistently and continually looking, not just at today and, and, and tomorrow, but really utilizing, you know, a megatrends approach to, to start trying to understand what do people want? What type of problems are out there that we can solve? And, and that's something that I think we've done really, really well at here at JHSP is uh, being able to identify problems, identify, uh, you know, issues people are having and, and then bring a solution to it. And that's one of the things that I think has helped really propel some of the, the things that have, have really sparked public interest and, and done well for us at CES is, is just simply bringing a solution to, to uh, you know, a problem or, or a, you know, a new way of looking at something. When you, when you can really come to uh, an event like that and, and, and you're bringing you know, something unique that, that fixes people's problems, you know, that's, that's what starts resonating. Yeah, I'm so so does that stuff work? I mean, does it really drive the amount of interest or is it like you use it in further marketing materials? Like is it about I mean, how much interest is driven at the actual event like or does that drive sales and things like that? Yeah, you know, that's that's always a tough thing, you know, we just speaking recently with my team on on you know, planning out the next show and everything. I was trying to figure out even what the return is on a show, you know, how do you actually put a dollar amount to that for the, what you invest into it? Are we getting a return that's, you know, appropriate for, for what we're putting into it? And, and then, you know, how much, 
buzz is is good and and like you say does it you know resonate beyond just the what you're getting at the show and for us you know we actually are a fairly new uh company to ces uh you know we've been there four years we're coming up on a on a fifth year now so compared to a lot of companies there that have a long-standing relationship with that show you know we're, we're quite new at it and so far you know the one of the big drivers for that for us is brand recognition and trying to build our brand out of people understanding what we do, what what we're about, and and the the uniqueness that we provide and and provide our customers with. And so coming out of that show, we've done I feel a really good job of of getting you know a lot of buzz that that helps us open doors and and uh, you know bring in new business. So it's been very very successful in that regard. An example of that is the uh, inductive cooktop that we launched at uh, the 2020 show. You know, we're in multiple development agreements now with with appliance OEMs that uh, you know is is really helping to further that division of our business. Yeah, that's that's really uh, that's really fascinating. So, you know, looking forward, what's what's next on the horizon for for GHSP? So, you know, GHSP, as I've mentioned, is a, is a continually evolving company. And, you know, when you go from stamping metal almost 100 years ago into clean rooms and printing your own circuit boards and cybersecurity and everything, it's an evolution that has uh, really transformed our company here and, and helped transform a lot of things within, you know, uh, several different markets. And some of the things that we're working on here that I think are going to continue that that transformation is getting into uh, health and wellness. You know, our, our UVC products are definitely, you know, moving us into that space. You know, we're able to start looking at utilizing some of the things that we've developed for uh, other markets and, and start bringing them into helping people, you know, do everything from reduce carbon emissions to, you know, reduce uh, you know, germs in, in your environment and provide a safer uh, home or automotive environment. Uh, there's just areas that that we're looking at that I think are, are going to be a primary focus going forward that's really going to try to make an impact, uh, you know, for really that health and wellness and, and safety and, and continuing also along in our, our automotive and appliance industries. Recently, you all launched... Um... Uh, something that can uh, that could be really cool for ambulances and police cars. Can you can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So we launched a product called Greenlight, and that's uh, the UVC product that that I was referring to. What that does is provide uh, a cleaner, safer, and and more intelligent environment for people working in uh, emergency services and, you know, police and, and you know, other types of emergency uh, applications um, as a start. And, and that product is now transitioning over into actual auto, uh, regular automotive and passenger car space as well. But one of the things that really makes that unique over uh, just a, a product that can, can uh, provide UVC light to kill germs in, a, in an environment is we actually provide a smart system that connects it to a cloud uh, server system that we can help manage it with. So if you think about a pandemic is such a, a great, uh, you know, and, and right at hand example, if 
we're looking at data and we're seeing that there's a spike in, in cases in a particular area, you know, through our cloud system, if we have a, a deployment of those vehicles uh, in that area, we can actually adjust the amount of dosing time. We can uh, monitor the system and make sure that things are being cleaned as, as appropriate and, and try to actually combat areas and, and beat down a, a spike of, of uh, you know, a particular illness uh, in that area. So it also provides a, a level of safety that most, air, uh, most products like that just don't provide. And, and that's through uh, everything from infrared sensors and motion sensors in the vehicle to make sure that people aren't being exposed to uh, UVC light that could be harmful. Um, and making sure that, uh, you know, the system runs a full safety protocol before it turns on. And then we actually have all that analytical data to be able to continually refine the system and, uh, and make it even safer and more effective going forward. You know, in your past, you, uh, you spent a bunch of time running an agency. Um, and I'm curious, um, how, how does that, you know, influence your thinking as it relates to marketing, as it relates to working with vendors and all sorts of stuff like that? Yeah, you know, coming out of, you know, actually owning and operating, uh, you know, an agency for quite a number of years, you know, it's, it's just an inter- interesting perspective to be able to be on both sides of the equation uh, from, you know, uh, working with agencies and having work, you know, as an agency and, and just, I think it gives a maybe a, a more rounded uh, viewpoint of, of the marketing process and, and being able to uh, hopefully understand it maybe a little bit better. And, and, and then also, I think it gives a better perspective on how to be more effective with it. So, you know, it's another viewpoint that, that I try to use to my advantage as much as I can and, and uh, for the companies that I'm working with. What about like having worked so much in, in design work? Does that, uh, do, you, do you think about, you know, everything like a design project? I'd imagine that's hard to shake. <laughs> Yeah, it, it can be hard to shake, but, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with a team of, uh, of really quality uh, folks really makes that a whole lot easier. So, and it, it, at some level, you know, you, you have to, you know, trust the, the people that you've surrounded yourself with to, you know, provide, the, you know, a, a high level of quality. And, and uh, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I, I've been able to do that. So I think it's something that you can use to your advantage and hopefully um, just help uh, the team make the project even better. Okay, let's get into our lightning round questions. These questions are fast and easy, just like marketing with Salesforce. You can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing on the world's number one CRM. That is Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction, automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce brings marketing engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing. Lightning round questions, John. Are you ready? I am ready. Number one, do you have a favorite memory of your Tigers, the baseball team? (laughs) Uh, I do. I do have a favorite memory, and it relates back to uh, a previous employer that I was with. We um, had signed a uh, manager from a competing baseball team as a spokesperson, but they used to play the Tigers all the time, and it allowed me to get on the field and uh, <laughs> spend a little more time with Tigers clothes, even though I was there with, uh, with another team's manager. So, uh, but it, it, it ended up being a lot of fun being uh, down on the field and kind of hanging out in the ball club. 
what is the best place to grab a cup of coffee in Michigan around where uh, where you live and and where uh, where the company is at GHSP? Uh, I'm going to go with it's actually a, a place in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan called Ruse Rose. You have to get the lobster butter loved coffee. <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's a pretty good place, real small. They do small batch roasting. The folks there, uh, they know how to uh, turn out a good bean. So it's a good place. Over the years, what is one of your favorite marketing campaigns that you haven't done that you're jealous of? I mean, I hate this to be somewhat cliche. I think the first one that comes to mind was the the old Mac PC campaigns that that Apple had done. Sure, they were just they were entertaining. They seemed to catch. They had uh, you know a lot of people following them. You know, when you anytime you can do a series that stretches over a, a significant amount of time, uh, you know those those tend to resonate and and have a, a pretty good level of success. So they were fun to watch. If you could have anyone in the world as a guest on a podcast, who would you want to interview? I would probably go right now with Elon Musk, just the unique mind that, that I see there. You know, there's a, a level of, you know, he's not afraid to fail, um, which I think is refreshing in a lot of ways. And yet he's done exceedingly well in, in a variety of spaces. So uh, that would be interesting just to sit down and, and be able to chat with him for a while. If you weren't in marketing, if you weren't in business at all, what do you think you'd be doing? I would probably be a chef, <laughs> love, uh, love cooking, kind of a foodie. And uh, if I had to do it all over again, uh, I, I don't know as I would change anything, but I would definitely probably take a few culinary courses uh, back when I was in school, just uh, for the fun of it. Any favorite thing to cook? Uh, I come from an Italian background, so probably stick with that. Uh, have some longstanding traditions in my family at different holiday meals. And uh, so I'll go specifically with uh, a homemade lasagna that uh, is uh, enjoyed every Christmas in my family. What's your best piece of advice for a first-time director of marketing? Best advice is that, I, that I've given to a lot of people is um, never think you know it all. It's uh, it's a world or uh, that is always changing, and and just like that, the uh, the marketing world is always changing. And uh, being able to listen to everyone around you and understand that it's a continual learning process uh, is is something that I think typically will serve you well. Well, that's it, John. That's all we got for today. Thanks so much for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Any uh, any final thoughts? Anything to plug? Yeah, I really appreciate the uh, the time and enjoyed uh, speaking with you. So I'm looking forward to um, doing a little more with GHSB here and uh, looking forward to listening to more of your podcasts. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, we, we always appreciate it. And thanks again for coming on. All right. Thank you. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Discover marketing built on the world's number one CRM, Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce, we bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com marketing.
you have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.